0: This is the Pathways to Greatness podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Forrester. In this episode, I get to speak to a great friend of mine, John Shibley, who I didn't realize had written so many books. He's written four different books, and his latest one is what we primarily speak about, and it's Operation 333 the little black book on spiritual warfare. And we get into some really, really good things. The other thing that I appreciate is John shared some of the tactics that he speaks about in the book and that's, uh, write it down, speak it and read it. And these are three things that seem like they're common and that are simple but how many times are we consistently not doing these things on a regular basis to try to battle the spiritual warfare that we're um, enduring? So without further ado, I just want to say thank you, John. And everyone, I know that you're going to appreciate this and learn a lot. So again, John Shibley.
1: We are at war spiritually if you haven't ever quite fully comprehended that or understood how to approach that battle and tactically strategically engage in that war i've created a simple handbook guidebook roadmap that is straightforward simple short but it's extremely useful and might serve you in this battle of spiritual warfare it's called operation 333 The Little Black Book on Strategic Spiritual Warfare. Grab a copy today.
0: Mr. Shibley, how are you?
1: Thanks for having me, Jeff. Love your podcast, man. You're doing it. I wish you would have started it two years ago. (laughs) Uh, I know you put it off and thought about it for a while, but I love it, man.
0: Thank you. It's one of those things that you put them off and you put it off and you put it off and it's the imposter syndrome of, oh, there's too many out there. And then we run in a similar circle where it seems like everybody in the circle has a podcast. And so Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, what's the point of having one more? And, you know, you'd shared this before. It's just the conversations that you get to have. And then you just, you just publish it. So it's not even looking at it as a podcast. It's just, okay, here's an excuse for me to get people on the phone that I may not have gotten on the phone without having a quote unquote podcast. And so it's been really cool.
1: Yeah, most of the time, I'd say 99 point all the time. Let's just say all the time. It's somebody who's done a lot of things a lot better than I've done them. And so I'm I'm the one that benefits. Uh, I'm sure you've heard other podcast hosts say that they're the beneficiary more than the listeners. But yeah, truly, I've got guys that come on that I'm like, I'll take a note from him, a note from him, a note from him. And then 287 episodes later, I've got 287 notes of how to
0: better at stuff. So right. And you've you've gotten some really big named guests. How like walk me through how you've done that because I think not only will it benefit me, but it'll benefit other people that are listening about not being intimidated by someone's yeah. quote unquote status.
1: Oh yeah. And that's what I love kind of about my podcast and sort of just me is man, if I can get certain people, anybody can. Because really, there's nothing I'm flashing in front of anybody or offering anybody that's anything special. So I, I really just, my my 26 or seven years of sales has kind of put me in a position to not really care what anyone says in return to my question. Uh, and I'm accustomed to rejection. Uh, you know this. I mean, you've been in it before. And so I just reach the people that I feel like, man, that would be cool to just be able to talk, like you said, just have a conversation with that person. And I, you know, someone I admire from a faith standpoint or from a, if it's been a military service or athlete or musician, I'm just like, you know, what the heck? And, or, or I've had somebody on the podcast that I reach out and I ask, Hey, you know this person? Or I know that they know this person. And I'm like, would you mind? Would you feel comfortable? And so I just have people connect me if they can, if they don't feel comfortable. And I've had them say, I'm not really there in our relationship with that person, you know, to be able to ask that question. I'm like, cool. So I reach out directly. And man, I, I'm convinced God is behind all of these conversations that I get to have. Because again, I'm the the least of these who would ever attract a Kirk Cousins, a Chad Roba show, you know, uh, the list goes on. I just, I just can't, you know, imagine going up to them on the street and going, Hey, you want to be on my podcast? And I'm going, sure. <laughs> they're like, who are you? So, so I think it's God that orchestrates a lot of it. And then just, you know, being fearless, I guess.
0: That is, speaks to the people that you've asked one, because you're aligned with, with who they are and the fact that, you know, the names that you mentioned, they go on podcasts that have millions of downloads. Yep. Yep. And you know, no disrespect. It. You're far I thought from it. millions. No, go ahead. <laughs> I've thought it. You say it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm far from hundreds. So <laughs> I take I'm with you. Um, you know, but we again, like what we said, is you do things for the genuine purpose, and that's the message I want people to hear. Is if you feel passionate about doing something, you cannot worry about the outcome. You just do it. And when you listen to these these other podcast hosts, like a Joe Rogan, like a Ryan Mickler, some of these guys, they started, they had 30 plays when they first started. You know, and yeah. it just, it takes time and it's persistence and consistency that everybody preaches. Um, yeah. So well, before we get into it, we could go down this, this- yeah rabbit hole all day long which is great is everybody this is john shibley and we met through social media we've never met in person and i'm i think it was through the chip baker connection i think is how i may have found
1: you know it was partly that and then i think fanny i got to know fanny uh and through i was getting somebody that she worked for and i can't remember who it is on my podcast and she introduced me to you and tim and then you oh, and me right. and Tim kind of became friends over the years, and it's it's been kind of cool.
0: Yeah, and then there's old Chip Baker; he's everywhere. Yeah, so uh, he is.
1: He's in my backyard. We go to church together. I mean, he teaches right down the down the road, and he's been in our school district for years. He's a great man.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know y'all lived that close. Well, then I have to make my way out there one yeah. day. Yeah. Um, So everybody, this is like I said, John Shibley. He's the host of the Last in Line. Um, leadership podcast. It's a wonderful podcast. And he already mentioned a few of the names that he's had on there and there's tons. And then he also does a lot of solo episodes, which are powerful as well. I don't know how you talk for 45 minutes by yourself. I can't do it. Um, but you do a good job and you, you keep it engaging all the way through. He's also a two-time author, correct?
1: Uh, actually three, four, I think it's four now. Four. Oh my
0: goodness. Um, and then he also writes devotions for the UVersion app so that he's, John's everywhere. He's a father, a husband, a son, um, a believer, all of these different things that that come into play. And um, it's been fun to connect and, and learn from you, John, and then also just, you know, have another friend that we can just pick up mm-hmm. the phone and call. So before yeah. we get started, I know you've listened to the episodes. We're going to have some fun. So we're going to play Would You Rather.
1: I was hoping I was going to feel left out if we didn't.
0: <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I can't not do it now. That's right. Um, but it, it's a good test to see who's listened to an episode and who hasn't. So, usually right. when it surprises someone, I was like, okay, then you have not listened to anything. So, would you rather <laughs> freeze time or go back in time?
1: Yeah. And I feel like I've cheated a little bit because I have listened. So, I, you know, sometimes I think I know that these are coming and, I thought about this question that you might ask it. And I was like, well, I'd kind of like to go back in time and then freeze it. If I can. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'd like to do both uh, because I've uh, my wife and I talk about how fast our kids have grown up and, and you hear the cliche all the time. But uh, it just I wish I could pause some of those years when they were younger, because now my youngest is 15 and my oldest is 25 almost and married. And, uh, I just found out a couple of weeks ago, I want to be a grandfather. Uh, so it, things are going really fast, let's just say. So I, that was one of my answers. I would just like to go back and then freeze it. But honestly, I think I might like to just fast forward it to when Jesus comes at the way the, the rate, the world is, is kind of devolving right now. You know, I just kind of hope Jesus comes back someday soon, but, um, no, I'll, I'll try to be serious through this podcast. I'll try to be <laughs> no, a, a grown it's okay. up. I'll try to be a grown up. No, I think I'd like to. Uh, I think I'd like to freeze time. I think a lot of people, most of your people that li- that I've listened to, say they want to go back in time, and there's plenty of things I would do different. But I think I just kind of like to freeze it because I think I'm in a kind of a sweet spot. I mean, grown kids, teenage kids, married kids. Uh, my wife and I celebrating twenty eight years uh, here in about twenty nine days or so, and uh, twenty five days, and um, yeah, so we're 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 kind of in a good place, I guess.
0: I like it. So, would you rather watch TV or listen to music?
1: Music. I, I don't even know why, because I like to watch television. Um, depends on what I'm watching, I guess. If I could watch college football year-round, maybe maybe that would be my answer. But I think I'd rather listen to music. Uh, 80s, uh, guilty pleasure, 80s hair bands. Um, golly, it's embarrassing to say it out loud. But I even, I even dabble in a little bit, because I drive around all day, my job. I'm in sales, and... Uh, I dabble a little in some of the seventies, uh, yacht rock in the summertime, a little easy listening. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, cause I work out to Christian metal. So speed metal and hard rock. And then during the day I'm driving around listening to like, I don't know, bread and ambrosia and different <laughs> stuff like that. So I think music, <laughs>
0: Every time I hear the word Ambrosia, I think of my grandmother because <laughs> I don't know if anybody yeah. makes Ambrosia anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody really even knows that that's a musical group, to be honest. But...
0: <laughs> I don't. Um, well, what you said, um, Christian metal, what bands do you listen to? Cause the only one that I'm aware of like more recently is Skillet. I don't know anybody else.
1: Well, yeah. Skillet's one of my favorite and more kind of extreme than that. And I, have kyle at at undaunted life to thank for this because he's a big time and he had a guy uh, a group called uh for today i think and then august burns red is another one he had as his opening music and i was like ooh, that's kind of good and so i tried it and let me tell you it's extreme like i don't really dig it for the words because i have no idea what they're saying because it is like it sounds if you were not Knowing it's Christian, it sounds evil when you're in the microphone. But some of the guitar and just some of the harsh, like extreme sounds that come out of those instruments when I'm, out, oh, man, I don't know if it's, I don't listen to it when I'm trying to take a nap. I can tell you that. <laughs> or but, dry, but yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But skillets, a little milder version, I guess they would be considered Christian hard rock, heavy metal, but like speed metal. These guys like for today, August Burns Red, crazy extreme. I have no idea what they're talking about. I just hear, I hear Jesus occasionally. I hear pray occasionally, and then <laughs> I just, I try to fill in the blanks.
0: You're taking their word for it. That they're that's right. It. That's right. Okay. So since you said you mentioned working out, would you rather have leg day or chest day?
1: What would I rather have, or what do I need the most? what would you so, rather have? Yeah. 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 Chest day a hundred times out of a hundred. Um, and, but unfortunately for my workout regimen, I do chest and legs on the same day, twice a week. Um, so it's a love hate relationship on that day. It's a bittersweet workout. <laughs> it's, it's legs first. Cause I, I hate it with a passion, but I need it the most. And, and but then chest to finish up and I'm like, okay, Good. This will keep me coming back. So yeah,
0: exactly. Okay. And then the last one is the famous one. Would you rather have pizza or tacos?
1: I know somebody's had to have said taco pizza, but I won't yes. I won't use that. Um probably tacos. Man, I could just crush probably 12 or 15 tacos. Um hard shell, pretty much most of the time. I do like a soft taco, but hard shell like The box at Taco Bell, give it to me all day and twice on Sunday, and I'll probably die early death. But no, I dig it. What's the,
0: uh, well, you said you want to see Jesus quicker. So that's right. That's
1: right. (laughs) Yeah. I'll chase the tacos with pizza.
0: Yeah. What's your protein of preference? Just
1: probably anything red anything red i wish i was a hunter i'm not a hunter i used to fish all the time i haven't done it in a while but if i was a hunter i'd eat deer like religiously elk all that um if i i don't know anybody you would think in texas uh everybody i know hunts and you would think i would have contacts and connections but deer hunters are stingy creatures they don't share much uh Mm. unless you're offering like bartering something and i have very little to barter right um but no, deer would be ideal, or like elk, bison, something like that. But yeah, okay, steak, just it. a just a ribeye, you know, medium rare all day.
0: Oh, okay, got it. All right, so as you know, you've listened to the podcast. Just in case we're bringing somebody in new, so the Pathways to Greatness is it, it's a podcast that I wanted to create that allowed an opportunity for people to hear from other people and to understand that everybody's definition of greatness is different. There's always variations to the, when I ask the question, and then also that the pathway is not linear. It's not a straight path. It's twists and turns and ups and downs. And I know you've experienced a lot of different windy roads, and you just talked about being married for 28 years and having a 25-year-old son, and I mean, all, none of that came with um just a straight road to success to where you're at now and I just want people to understand and be mo- motivated and inspired to not quit and to constantly endure. So what is your definition of greatness?
1: <clears throat> Man I I think mm-hmm. I think it's just a to me it's pushing yourself beyond kind of what you think your limits are um, to a point of getting right up next to quitting and then pushing through that. Cause on the other side is actually where your potential is, I think. And so if you, the guy that pushes through that, in my opinion, has achieved greatness. Now that kind of has a part two answer to that is somebody that can look back after doing all that and see all the people that he's blessed, and kind of the evidence of himself going through that journey, and the people that are better off than the way he found them. So I think that somebody that achieves greatness makes others better than the way they were when he he met them, and and then pushes through some of that threshold of right up into that point of maximum. Like I can't do it anymore, but then I go one more. So,
0: how would somebody identify? that sweet spot that you're talking about? Because again, that's different for everybody. And I'm curious for you, how do you know where hard is and where is I'm ready to quit and I've got to keep going?
1: Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of a funny oxymoron to call it a sweet spot because it's, it, it's pretty, it's pretty tense in that, in that space, right? It gets pretty hot inside you, in your head, in your heart. And I think, when you get to a point where the only way you can figure it out or achieve it is, is getting close to God as you can get. And he intervenes on your behalf and, Mm. and he pushes you kind of through that threshold where you couldn't have done that on your own. And that's not really explaining that very well because you can't quantify. I can't tell somebody, okay, in that last hour, in the 11th hour of this trial, is when you'll feel that you're pushing through. Now, it doesn't work that way. It depends on the, the thing, right? But writing a book, doing a podcast, like I've been right up to that threshold, right up to that wall of just trashing the entire project and just being like, you know what? There's plenty of this going on out there without me that the world doesn't need to hear what I have to say to the podcast and the book uh, example. But then I'm like, you know what? Then God gives me like this revelation, a thought of, uh, I don't know, an impartation, some sort of wisdom that I'm like, ooh, that's pretty rich. I can't sit on that. And so I put it on paper or I put it out on a podcast. And so I've been to that place. It's a repetitive journey. Let me just tell your, you know, the people listening, like it's not a I got up there where it was hard and I pushed through and I made it and we did, you know, that was greatness. That's like going to happen a lot, especially if you're trying to do something that serves the kingdom, serves your fellow man, uh, serves yourself. Like when you're doing something that matters, you're always going to get up to that point of. Man, this is not for me, you know what I mean? Or this is not what I was called. You're going to feel like you weren't meant to do it, but. That's when God shows up. That's how I know when it it's meant to be. and It's something I'm supposed to do is whenever I'm at the end of my rope and God shows up because I go to him in prayer and I'm like, okay, I'm right to that point. Like I'm, I'm there. And sometimes the door may close because it may not be what you're called to do, right? Mm-hmm. But along that way to that point, you've got reinforced messages and confirmations that that is you're on the right path. So I think that's key too.
0: So you mentioned one thing, you talked about prayer. What are some of the other things that you do that helps you stay in that moment? Because it sounds like you're self-aware enough to know, all right, I'm right up against it. I'm in that quote unquote tense sweet spot. How do you stay in it long enough to be able to know what you should do?
1: I just, I think being, like you said, Kind of being self-aware and then being aware of uh, that moment and the, and what what the landscape looks like when it comes to okay, I I've reached kind of my peak potential in my opinion right in my opinion I feel like I've exhausted all the resources I've been given my gifts at this point it's time to start fighting from a posture on my knees right and 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 starting to really just bounce it off my wife sometimes and and sometimes it comes out in like not this prettiest form of maturity and self-discipline and articulation it comes out and you know what babe this sucks and i this isn't what i'm supposed to be doing or i guess i'm just not who i thought i was in this and she's like dude, shut up like i'll be honest that's what happens like she's don't give me that crap. You know, that's that's the the lie from the pit of hell, first of all. Second of all, you've done too much to look back on and go, okay, I've done all these things. <laughs> so squash that and then and then move forward. And then I kind of just, just kind of slap myself around and then I'm like, okay, God, show something. Like open a door, present something different because I'm going down this road and it has been a dead end. So show me, you know, show me where to pivot. Show me what I need to do within myself to make an adjustment Um, and then open that door and give me an opportunity to walk through something. And and that came through, you know, with a book that comes through in the podcast, because I'll tell you. I release episodes on Thursdays that are solo. You're talking about, and I I really don't talk for 45 minutes. I
0: talk for about 20 to 30, but I don't know if I could do 45. That feels but, like 45 to me, John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've tried it, and yeah. I could get maybe 11, and I'm tapped out.
1: It, it is, it is. But that's how I know it's such a God moment. So, sure. so I, I've had many Wednesday nights, dude, because I record Wednesday and then I upload it, and it goes out Thursday. So I'm not like canning all these episodes. I've had plenty of times on nights where i'm like i got nothing or the world doesn't want to hear this or it doesn't need to hear this or you know what who's going to even know if i don't come out with one and then i keep hearing i hear hear the ryan micklers right in the back of my head i hear the i keep putting out episodes religiously consistently disciplined every week for eight years blah blah, blah. and i'm like okay i'm not gonna be that guy i'm not gonna not put one out and, and so I end up, and, and that's just kind of me being stubborn and hard headed. but I'm also like, but I've got no message. And then I just kind of sit there and get quiet. And that's something that people need to probably get good at, because I haven't always been good at that. I just get quiet and I just sit. I open my notes in my phone, because that's really where I, I don't really hand write a whole lot, but I, I do my notes and I'm like, just kind of get quiet and wait. And I'm going to tell you, a thousand percent of the time, God gives me something. And I start with a thought, start with an outline, start with, and then a thought comes together. And then all of a sudden I got 30 minutes worth of talking that I mm-hmm. didn't have 30 seconds ago. And it's just, it's supernatural. I can't always explain that. So your listeners are probably like, okay, tell me something that applies to me. Cause none of that really fits my life, but yeah. it kind of does.
0: I, and what I want people to hear, if they didn't pick up on it, the first thing that you talked about was, just asking for help, talking to somebody is like, don't try to, when you're at that moment, don't think that you're being brave and courageous because you're doing it by yourself Mm because you're probably going to quit. If you didn't have very similar to my situation, if I didn't have my wife, there's plenty of times I would have quit and gone back and done something else because you just get demotivated and you need somebody in that moment that has more clarity than you just to challenge you and share because they see the progress we've made we don't see the progress we've made so that was the second thing that you mentioned is that we just look at we look straight down when we're in the mess and we forget to look backwards and say okay i'm not the same person i was yesterday last month last year last decade So that's called progress. These are the things that you have to do to keep moving forward. So regardless if people believe in the supernatural or not, those two things are very relevant that everybody should use when they're up against that moment that just feels insurmountable.
1: Yeah, and I want to add to that too, because sometimes those moments, let's not sex those up or glorify those. They could be seasons, like literally, there could be people in seasons of I'm every day's a struggle. It's just hard. This is just I'm up against it every single time. and and I know that there's something on the other side, but this shouldn't be this difficult. And so seasons of that, like God will give people to you to reinforce that you're doing it right. He will give you confirmation. I've had people tell me and just random people that'll reach out and go, hey, Keep doing what you're doing. I've had guests on the podcast when I'm literally telling you, I, I don't have a ton of people listening to my podcast, but the ones that do uh, matter to me. But the guests I have, like you said, are big time guests. And they will at the end say, dude, you were meant to do this. And I'm like, that came at a time where I literally almost pulled the plug on the thing. And and I'm telling you, God, so that's for somebody that might be in a season of like repetitive roadblock repetitive detour repetitive caution signs like repetitive failure god will put those if you are seeking him like if you are doing the right things in life spiritually he will put those people in front of you that are like hey you don't know me or i don't know what you're going through but something tells me to tell you don't give up right now like mm-hmm. some those people show up and it and like you said supernatural it, it is supernatural and if you don't grasp that that is a, a realm we live in then you are going to have a harder time than than others.
0: Yeah, and I want you to dive into that because the other thing that I want want to bring people's attention to what you shared is be the person that can encourage someone else. Don't wait mm-hmm. is that you know the friends that may be struggling, you may see them, put some things out or they just don't seem right or or just whatever, or you just know that you know what? They're just struggling. They're having a hard time again whether it's work or professional or their health, whatever it may be. Be the encourager because somebody needs to hear that. It it could even be a text message, phone calls are better, in person's even better. Just don't don't underestimate the power of having those encouraging words because that could be the moment that changes the world because somebody could have mm-hmm. been ready to give up and you said, "You know what? You just keep going." and that creates the momentum that can cause massive change. That's right.
1: That's good, man. That's a good word. I agree. I co signed that 100%. <laughs> All
0: right, perfect. Well, what I want to also talk about is your latest book because this is something that is near and dear to to my heart because I've really I've seen it, I've felt it and, you know, you again, you articulate things very well. So, share with the audience a little bit about what your new book is is about. And then let's dig into that one somewhat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the part about just kind of the freedom to be able to write and self-publish and not really be accountable to a big publishing house, although that has its share of benefits, I'm guessing, but to, to be able to just feel like God's given me something to say. And it's an issue that I feel like has just magnified, multiplied and just, tenfold over the last three to five years in my opinion in our culture is spiritual warfare and that supernatural realm and 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 i'm not what scares people off is that whole it's this ghost and goblins thing and and that's not what really you know demon possession while i think some people really you know believe that that exists and maybe it does i've never experienced it but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about everyday life where the enemy is coming after you. It's coming after your kids. He's coming after your marriage. Like, believers, the enemy's coming after us big time. And what coming after us means is he's getting in the media, and we can see evidence of evil. I mean, there's good and evil, and that's just common sense. But I wanted to create a resource that helps people understand that there is a battle, there is an enemy, it is a realm we can't see. The Bible talks about it very specifically. And I'm assuming a lot of your listeners are are Bible reading Christians with the Christian worldview. Uh, maybe not everybody, but the ones that are know the scriptures I'm talking about where it says, you know, we don't fight against flesh and blood. OK, powers of darkness, powers of evil, supernatural realm. So I'm like, there's a lot of Christians that don't get that, that they don't get that that's a, a, a war on a daily basis. Um, so I wanted to create like a handbook glad you asked cuz it's right here no uh it's a it's a small simple straightforward handbook guide to spiritual warfare and i call it operation 333 is the name of it but i call it the the little black book to strategic spiritual warfare and um this operation 333 i'll give you a little bit of backdrop uh as to how i came up with it because someone's going to look at that and go what in the crap is that um unless they read the subtitle but I'm, it's rewind my life tape, probably six months or so. And I am in a place mentally, spiritually, psychologically, for some reason, I don't know what it was. I really don't know what triggered this, but I felt like it was me against the world. And I mean me against like my family. Like I had this heavy darkness over me that I felt like, my kids were not respecting me my kids weren't listening to me my wife and i were constantly at odds i felt like you know she's successful in her career and i felt like i'm minimized in, in some way and this was all lies of the enemy big time okay cuz none of it was real none of it was true but it was real in my head so i'm going through this for a few weeks and i am just in the morning i get up early in the morning i have my bible time my prayer time my alone time and and i am just fighting this inner turmoil. And I know what it is. And it's spiritual. It's spiritual. Warfare. The, the, the devil is at, after me. And, and he's after my insecurities. He knows what those are. He knows my buttons and he knows how to push them. He's done it before. Uh, so I, at least I recognized it. Well, I started thinking, OK, let me just write down the lies that he's telling me. Mm. And then let me look at those on paper and, and determine whether the, whether or not those are real really true or not because if you just play them in your head you can say oh that's a lie that's a lie but you they keep playing back Mm -hmm. so I wrote them down and I was like that's ridiculous like I'm looking at what I'm writing and I'm like that's ridiculous so I thought okay what if guys could take three minutes to write three things that have happened in the last three days months weeks that fall into this category what if we could get an eye eyeball you know get a line of sight on some of this and tangibly write it down now now you'll say well people journal every day if they journal they get it they've written it down they're seeing it not always let me tell you journaling can be selective like we all like to talk about writing our thoughts well we like to cover the good stuff or we like to cover oh i overcame this or this was a challenge But when you start making it real about the devil is lying to me about this, 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 and this, and this is what it looks like in my life, manifesting in my relationships, conversations, even in my job. So that's what I did, man. And I fired up talking about it because I was at a dark place and this sort of brought me, this kind of brought me out of it. Mm -hmm. So I got this Operation 333, I call it that Operation 333, write down three things in three minutes. Because guys won't, I mean, we'll see a squirrel and we'll be off to the next thing. So in three minutes, write three things that have happened in like the last three days, weeks, or months that the enemy is coming at you on, or even that have been good that have happened. Um, But primarily to fight the spiritual game, fight the spiritual war, I wanted guys to do that. So I broke it down. I've actually kind of put it in a, a military flavor. I, I'm not military. My dad was a, a marine in the in Vietnam. I know a lot of special operators, uh, high high regard and respect, as I know you do for that community. Um, but but so I did that, and and I put a little tribute to military service members in the in the front. Um, but I, I created this tactical. So I got a section for uh, recon. Okay, so it's going. Okay. It's understanding who the enemy is, what what he's about, what his tactics are intel okay bringing that back what it looks like um and and you have to buy the book i don't have to go through the whole thing but but it's 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 recon intel and then weapons how we're equipped to fight because god doesn't just leave us out there going hey guess what there's a spiritual battle good luck uh we have weapons we have ways we have tactics and strategies to fight and be victorious over it
0: yeah and what I like about this book and one of the things that motivated us to connect is this is something that will get you off of your pathway to greatness. This will pull you down and pull you off that path. It's also part of the path. Like you said, is that it came out of nowhere and there's two books that I absolutely love that I encourage everyone when they get your book is to also listen. I like to listen to both of these is, um, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill mm. is absolutely mm. great. So it's Napoleon Hill's interviewing the devil and trying to mm. find out how how does he get people off track? How does mm-hmm. he accomplish what he wants to accomplish? Um, and then the other one is the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. Both of those are fantastic. And there's the um, Screw Tape Letters. There's one that's done by the said Function of the Family? It's like a famous... Anyways, I'll, I'll figure it out and I'll let you know, but it's dramatic. So the guy that played Gollum in the movie Lord of the Rings is mm-hmm. um, Uncle Screwtape. And so okay. it's just so dramatic. And to me, when, when I hear you talk about what your book is about, this will bring your book to life because it is real. Mm-hmm. And it says so not only the spiritual warfare in the Bible, but it's the heart. The devil's going after your heart. He's going after your mind, trying to get you to believe things that you you shouldn't, because he knows that's going to keep you from greatness.
1: Yeah. And and the the crafty thing about him is that he knows scripture better than we do, and he can create reasonable doubt. And I talk about that in my book. Like if we're in front of a jury of our peers, there there will be reasonable doubt for us to think, oh, well, Maybe maybe God didn't really say that, you know? I mean, he did it with Adam and Eve. Uh, did God really say, you know, and he tried to do it with Jesus? You know, this could all be yours. I mean, the devil is crafty, and he's not stupid, and he's not a professional liar because he's bad at it. So we have to know truth in order to spot a fraud, right? We have to know what truth is, and and we can't get enough scripture in us that are the promises of God of who he says we are, and then enough truth about what our purpose is here and, and the lies that the enemy's coming at. Cause I will tell you, you mentioned the path. Okay. The pathway, your target on your back is going to be huge. The closer you get to that calling, that destiny, that the end result, like that purpose and mission you're on. When you get right up to that tension point we talked about where your potential, you break through on the other side is like this greatness Man, your target gets bigger the closer you get to that point, mm-hmm. and then guess what? People start feeling that heat, and not only do they start hitting that wall, but then they start hearing these voices from the enemy. That's why people quit. And I'm telling you, if you can get to the other side and you can call BS on his lies because you know the tr- truth, um, man, that's where it is. That's where the that's where the swim lane is. That's where the 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 victory happens.
0: And again, what I want to call people's attention to that you're focused on is that we have the power to overcome our thoughts. It's we have the choice to believe them or to not believe them. Sometimes, like you said, it's easy to believe them. It's like, okay, everything's there. It's what it is. That's when you start to have your inner circle come through that, that the people that around you that love you and will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Um, because misery loves company. If you surround yourself with people that are like, yeah, you're right. It sure is tough. Then all you're going to do is just keep getting deeper, but you have that friend that, you know, if you go and you tell your woes to, they're going to immediately go, okay. And what, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what Mm -hmm. next? and Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've had a chance. I know we're big fans of um, Chad Wright. Have you listened to his latest episode with Nick Baer?
1: I started it today, and I haven't. I got about 20 minutes in and had to get off, but no, I'm going to finish it.
0: It's one of his best, and it goes, one of the things that he shares goes in line with what you're talking about and what we're talking about today is that the people that will come out of the woodworks to point out your mistakes or the ones that don't want to see you have success in spite of your mistakes. So they're frustrated right. because you've owned it, you've moved past it. And it's part of, cause nobody's perfect. There was only one person that was perfect and none of us can even come close to, you know, what Jesus was able to accomplish. And it's yeah. those people that are like, you've made mistakes, you're not allowed to succeed. Those are the people that the devil starts to flame because they listen to the lies because they're like, okay, I no way John can be successful. There's no uh-huh. way. I know him. I know what he's done. I know who he That's is. Right. He can't be successful. So they're listening <laughs> to the lies versus, you know what? I am so glad to see John successful. I want to see him sell a million copies of his book.
1: Mm-hmm. and.
0: Yeah that's the attitude that you can choose to have for someone that will be that encourager be that that moment to help push them along i, I want to be the wind in somebody's sails like i don't have to be the the boat that breaks free into new ground i just want to know i've been able to help support and encourage someone to reach their goals and dreams
1: oh heck yeah and and you know to freak your audience out even more if i haven't already i believe in angels in human form like i believe there are people here and bible talks about will unwillingly unwittingly is that is that a word uh a, accommodate angels or we will not really know that we are entertaining angels that's a scripture and so i believe there are people out there doing demonic work okay on behalf of the the enemy and those people that you just mentioned not saying that they're demons i'm not freaking you out quite like that. But the people that are come up to you in those moments, you're about to break through, and the ones that are going, hey, you still suck. Remember how you sucked? You still suck. And remember how you failed? Guess what? Failure is your destiny. Like, those people, that's the voice and the lie from the pit of hell. I'm telling you, devil's got his demons just like God's got his angels. And and I'm telling you, and I'll read this from 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5, uh, it says, for though we walk in the flesh we don't war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty God the pulling down of strongholds verse five casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought captive uh and obedient to Christ we can captive we take our thoughts captive like you just said and we don't have to take it like we don't have to sit around and take it. When the enemy's coming at us, God's equipped us to fight this.
0: For sure. And I know you want people to buy the book. I really would enjoy if you shared like one of the tactics that you have in the book that will give the listeners some value that will encourage them to purchase the book because there's a lot more than a few things. But what is something that jumps out to you that somebody could, you know, utilize easily? whether they're driving in the car or sitting at home.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, so we'll, we'll qualify this by saying, so after they read like the basic first third of the book, they'll start to understand who this enemy is exactly what he looks like. Sounds like acts like his tactics, what his goals are, how he seeks to kill, destroy and steal. Okay. So once we qualify that, um, I, I go into some authentic and counterfeit how, how to realize those thoughts, those, the, you know, some of the things that seem real, but aren't um, some of the lies we buy into. Um, then I go into the armor of God a little bit. And and so I will say toward the, the back part, the last uh, of the three. So I've got, I've got recon Intel and weapons. Okay. So on the weapons section, um, I give just, a tactical breakdown of what has worked for me. Okay. So I call it a game plan. Um, and and so it's basically write it, speak it, read it. And so the right portion obviously is what I talked about earlier. So we're going to write down, like, let's just say you're in the middle of what you feel like is kind of this dark heaviness over you, this supernatural kind of attack going on. Okay. Um, you don't see curtains moving right without any breeze it's not something freaky it's just you feel this heaviness that goes against everything God says you are so you write that down okay get it get it town ta- gotta get it tangible in word form on paper okay then next to that write what God's truth is about you that counteracts that in that entire lie list of lies that you're hearing. That's the right it. The speak it is pray out loud, okay? Find a place to get alone, of course. I'm in my car a lot, so people think I'm crazy, I'm sure, cuz I'm my lips are moving a lot. Um, pray out loud and then repeat what God says about you, okay? Repeat those promises. Now the caveat here is you got to know what God says about you. You got to know the word in order to say the word. So then enlist like-minded godly counsel. Okay. That's another speak under the speak it section. Enlist other believers. Guys, you talked about. Have a community of one or two believers. If you've got more, great. That's about all I've managed to muster up at this, you know, ripe young age of 51. I've got a couple that I can really call and go, dude, kick me right in the nuts because I'm I'm believing the wrong stuff. And I need you to to talk me down off this ledge. You got to have those people. And then the last one is read it. So I got write it, speak it, read it. Read it is memorize a verse of scripture each week and make it, obviously, make it relevant to this battle or this the way that you can equip yourself in how to fight, okay? And then... Uh, read commentary. So that's just another little add-on. Let's, that's an extra. So if you've got it, there's a commentary app out there called Enduring Word. I look at that one sometimes. And if you find that scripture that you, you've hang on to for that week, go read the commentary about it. It gives you the backdrop, kind of the context. It breaks it down, explains that scripture. And man, it gives you like this broader lens of how to really like digest that scripture and really make it part of you. And those are the things right there. So it's just write it, uh, speak it, read it. I think whatever. It's one of those in that order. It's write it, yeah. Write it, speak it, read it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So write it, speak it, read it, and that's that's something that I've never done. I've never done. I've I've I would say the the one that I struggle with doing consistently is the write it part um, because I will speak it in prayer and and make those things known and then the other part is the the read it part those two i do well so the write it part's a good challenge for me to to step yeah. up and see what happens because we do we hit these these moments where i would say i'm not in a dark moment i'm more in a gray moment if that makes sense and i think that's mm-hmm. potentially more dangerous than a dark or a bright because you're just kind of there
1: And it's hard to distinguish kind of what it is too sometimes.
0: Yeah. And that's what it's been like for several months. So like you talked about that, this isn't something that just, well, Monday, I felt like that. I mean, it's just kind of been there and there's just, there's a lot of noise is the Mm -hmm. best way that I can describe it. And it's, Mm. it's outside noise that it's not distracting per se, but it's, I'm not sure. I can you can tell yeah. that I don't really know. And yeah. that's the part I think the write it is, um, going to be valuable because I know I'm on the path that he wants me on. I don't yeah. know if it's where I'll end up, but then there's still that, that fleshly battle of it's not turning out exactly like I want it to. And that's the part that yeah. I struggle with. Yeah. Um, I, I'm putting... I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest.
1: Uh, you, you, I mean, if, if a guy says that they've never been there, what you just explained, they're lying flat out lying. Um, I've been there multiple times. And the funny thing is the devil doesn't show up with pitchfork and a red leotard. Okay. Like he, he shows up in in different forms and masquerading as something that's not as blatantly obvious and sometimes busyness versus productivity Is how he shows up. Like we can feel so good about ourselves because we're busy, but we've done nothing. And we, we get frustrated because we feel like, man, I did a lot today, but I did nothing like nothing developed, nothing. You know, I met zero expectations that I had to start the day. I moved the ball down the field, zero yards. Like I, but I was busy from eight to five. Like that can be one of the more tempting lies we fall in traps we fall into right and then we're in that gray area right cuz it's not you're not looking at porn you're not cheating on your wife right it's not this super dark heavy moment but it's this gray of what just happened today like i i feel completely <laughs> useless but
0: i checked every box yes it's like so, when you're driving somewhere and you go wait a minute, how did I get how here? I've driven for I like 45 minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. So yeah, you and I are the only ones I bet that have done that, right? None of your listeners sure. can relate. Yeah, 100%, 100%, yeah.
0: And what's interesting is with the work that I'm doing now is working with teens and young adults. What's What's interesting is there's not much difference between a 15-year-old and a 50-year-old. <laughs> we carry the same challenges, they just look different. Mm -hmm. And when we do group training with teens, you know, we've had several that they're like, you know what? I'm just so glad to be around people like me. And then you ask them, well, well, what does that mean? And they're like, oh, these other people don't have it figured out either. Like what? You're 17. You think you're supposed to have it figured out? They're like, yeah, I do. Because there's that horrific thing that of comparison that we all struggle with is that yeah. we think we should have it figured out and like you said you're 50 so or 51 thankfully yeah. I'm 50 so you're older there you go um, yeah which is great <laughs> I'll take it at this age does it really <laughs> matter at this age um, i mean not really uh but it's that's what i don't want people to be distracted by of thinking you have to have it figured out and I, I'll i use my mom as an example, and I I love her will to always grow. She's She'll be 76 this year, and she still wants to learn. She still wants to develop. She still listens to my podcast. Thank you, mom. And then takes the things like what you talk about. I guarantee you she will text me after she listens to this and says, I'm writing this stuff down. I'm speaking it and I'm reading it. Because she wants to be better. She knows that she's not made it. Because a lot of people at 76, like I've got it all figured out and that's what it is. But she's just constantly learning. And that's what I want people to listen is greatness is goes back to pushing yourself beyond what you think your limits are. The more you push, the further your limits are, but they're still your limits. That's right.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the guy, the Bible says that, that, you know, God's no respecter of persons. And I would say neither is the devil. Like, he doesn't care how old you are, how young you are. Like, if you're anything he can do to separate you from God. So the closer you get to God, the more intervention he's going to feel like he needs to provide. And, you know, if you're no thread and you're not close and you're not spiritually sound and you're not leading your home and you're not doing this, thing that you're supposed to be doing as a leader, as a man, he probably isn't bothering you. So if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I don't know what they're talking about. I've never experienced any of this dark weightiness or whatever they're talking about spiritual. What? Then you might need to check yourself and and check your spiritual strength and your spiritual life. And, and I've been there so I can say it cause I was one, but I will tell you, if you don't feel that pressure sometimes spiritually, you might not be as close to God as you think you are. Like, I'm just saying. And so however old you are, however young you are, the devil doesn't care. Like, no temptation is uncommon to man. We all suffer from the same stuff, 51 to 17. I'm just as insecure as the next guy and vice versa. And so we got to figure out a way to fight we got to figure out a way to fight in this realm we can't see. And and that's what I wanted to create some sort of roadmap or a guide for people to maybe make it tangible at least where they know what the devil's tactics are. Now they know it's, it actually is a winnable thing and it actually is going on, but why I actually am equipped for it. And that's what I wanted to, to, to show people.
0: Well, John, I have to say, thank you for fighting through that, that, limiting belief that was coming through and mm. listening to the Holy Spirit and to put this book together, because it will help. It'll help other people. Just the conversation today has me inspired and engaged to to write it, speak it, and read it. So uh, I appreciate that. Um, mm. So before we leave, what are some parting words that you have for the audience?
1: Uh, not to steal everybody who ever did a podcast about masculinity or resilience or anything, but don't quit. I mean, not to steal Chad rights because that's his big thing, but just don't quit. Like when you feel it getting the toughest that it's ever gotten a, you're doing something right. And B you're, you've got more left in the tank than you think. And that's Mm -hmm. all. And that's for me too. Like I, I'm, you know, if I ever get to that place again, which I know I will, of being like, okay, maybe this wasn't supposed to happen. I'm going to just kind of find another gear. And like I said earlier, I'm going to yield to God and his wisdom and his direction. And he never fails. Like he never just doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. Like he always comes in at the right time. So that's what I would say to other people. In addition to that, like you're doing something right, don't quit and go to God. Cause he will impress you again. Just like he has your whole life. He'll, he'll show up in a big way on your behalf again. So.
0: That's it. Amen. I have nothing to add. <laughs> where can people follow you? Uh,
1: Instagram really is where I'm at, man. Uh, last underscore in underscore line underscore leadership. Um, last in line leadership at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. If you, if you feel like mailing, having a question about something offline or You can instant message me, but, um, there is a, I'll send you a link to, to the website to get the book. And it's, it's actually in my profile on Instagram as well. So, um, there'll be ways for people to, to reach
0: out. Awesome. And then everybody don't forget after you listen to pathways to greatness, make sure that you go and follow last in line leadership as well. (laughs) It's a great podcast. It won't, um, disappoint you. Some of the guests that John's had on, I've been able to have on, so, Uh, Mikado Henson and Lou Corella you know those are two that specifically that I've been able to to have on and um, it's come because I listened to your show so um, everybody I appreciate it John hang on one second and everybody's John Shibley
1: thank you